we cannot keep going like this, like yeah. two ships in the night going opposite directions mm-hmm. all the time, but we live together. Right, <laughs> right. Um, so we started really just having the hard conversations all the time as soon as we were feeling them. Um, and that's made a huge difference for us. Hey friends, welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we are all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we're so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant. And we're here to help you thrive, even in the midst of these impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Welcome back to the Yet We Thrive podcast. This is episode 21. And today we have one of our team members, Jamie, on to tell her story. But before we do that, as always, something that's frustrating us and something that's bringing us joy. So Jamie, what is something that's frustrating you? Uh frustration right now is my daughter has a toe injury and so she is off of her weight bearing on one of her feet Mm. and so right now it's just uh the constant mommy I need carried somewhere (laughs) I think that's frustrating (laughs) me I mean and I sympathize but you know my back curls hurts right yeah (laughs) but it's exhausting when I'm tired so So true and what's what's bringing you joy joy uh Watching the kids with our new puppy. <laughs> we have a little puppy just a week ago. She's so cute. She's been so good, and the kids are doing really good with her, and they're a lot of fun to watch together. What about you, Lindsay? Okay, so I sh- shared last week that we are going to be refinancing our house to redo our bathrooms, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, but I'm really frustrated because Blake walked home, walked in the door last night at like 6 o'clock okay. and was like, so you're not going to love this. <laughs> you're not going to want to hear this, but um, the appraiser's coming tomorrow at four. Oh, and no. I was like, wait, I, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone like all day. I'm not going to be. He's like, take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, and it wasn't his fault. It was like, that's just when it was scheduled. Yeah. It wasn't like he told me as soon as he knew. Right. But um, so that is like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking a little bit. Our house isn't that bad, but like, it, yeah, not appraisal worthy. Right. No. So, but my joy is that my sister Shannon is going to come over and help me oh, today to clean it up. Yeah. And my mom so lovingly agreed to keep my kids longer today so that we nice. can get that done. So thank the Lord for community. Yeah. (laughs) My goodness. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Well, something that's frustrating me is allergy season. Yes. And our middle child, he suffers the most from allergies. So hard Um, on our kids. I know. And he's um, a nose breather Mm -hmm. as well. And so in the middle of the night when he can't breathe, mm-hmm. everyone knows about it at oh, 2 a.m. And so oh it's no. just like this traumatic thing. And yeah. then I'm like, okay. And so he's just very um, sensitive to that kind of thing. So oh, yeah. it's just, it's been a long week with yeah. allergies. Oh, sure. um, but something that's bringing me joy is our youngest turns five on Sunday. Oh my goodness. And so um, 
we have my parents coming up and then my husband's parents coming up this weekend. And so just to be able to celebrate him and have our families, because we don't have any family that lives close, so Mm -hmm. have them here to celebrate. So that's something that's bringing me joy. And I, too, have to run home and clean my house (laughs) (laughs) and all the things. But I've had preparation. You found out last (laughs) night. (laughs) Last night before date night. And I was like, oh, we're leaving, though, right now. Right. Yeah. All right, Jamie, well, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am a theater major graduate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, mom to three kids. And we are starting homeschooling. Well, we started homeschooling this year, yeah. uh, kindergarten, and just busy with life with the kids and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and church and all that. Yeah. How old are your kids? Um, we have six, four, and two. Okay. Yes. Those <laughs> are fun close. ages. Yeah, yes. they are. They're a lot of fun, but yeah. They're so cute. <laughs> I say that about everybody's kids. If you've noticed a pattern, I just think kids are cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want to tell us a little bit about where your story began? Um, well, when we were, after our son was born, we wanted to start trying again way too soon <laughs> to start off but um we started trying again and but like we weren't really paying much attention to it or anything mm-hmm. um and let's see at christmas um right after we had started trying like maybe four months later i had mm-hmm. this really weird period that happened and it was like two days of like little bits of spotting mm-hmm. but it was at, at christmas and so w- at christmas we would go to his parents and my parents so we were so busy traveling oh, it's exhausting. i did not think anything else of it because i was like eh, whatever you know mm-hmm. kept going on with my life and then um a few weeks later i was getting nauseous and feeling terrible and I, my mom said you probably need to like take a pregnancy test and i said mm-hmm. well you know, my period's not supposed to start for like two more weeks. I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. I really don't know that that, but it started getting worse and I started getting suspicious. And then all of a sudden, about three days before my expected period was due, um, I actually started having like really, really severe cramps and bleeding mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and that was when we lost our first and so I think I was probably more like eight weeks along, but yeah. probably the baby just hadn't made mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. early on. Probably yeah. it was doomed from the start, but just took a while for my body to catch up. So when that was all happening, though, um, the I was just really, really sick all of a sudden with my with my period as it was going that day, and it was getting worse and worse and the pain was just so bad Mm. and then and my husband was working at home at the time and and um we had our oldest was just a little over a year he was like 13 months old I guess Mm -hmm. um and so he's you know running around being crazy and I'm doubled over in pain going these are the worst cramps of my life (laughs) what is going on and then next thing I know I felt myself as I was going to the bathroom pass something very large and Mm. it was the uh, the full sack essentially (sighs) just like this little peanut and i was like that that's not my period that Mm. was something entirely different um and i had been bleeding very heavy throughout before that but that was just something entirely new um i called my doctor and i simultaneously sent peter out for a pregnancy test because i was like i'm positive I just miscarried and so I called my doctor they were like (laughs) they were like well um you know it sounds like 
a miscarriage, but you know, it's just tissue most likely. The only thing you're going to know is if you, they were very unhelpful. <laughs> the only way you're going to know is if you take that test and then, um, you know, there's really nothing we can do for you though, if you've miscarried the baby. Um, and I'm not a very good health advocate for myself because mm -hmm. I don't trust doctors because of those types of situations right. yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. long-term issues with female issues. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of was like, okay, whatever, they're not going to be helpful. Yeah. Um, took the test super like instantly was positive wow and so we knew i'd i obviously i've miscarried there's no mm -hmm. two ways about that and then i was very sick for four days the bleeding was mm -hmm. so bad that i was just like i couldn't i was physically ill couldn't yeah. get up and do a whole lot oh my gosh i went to church that sunday without telling anybody because that's just the way i function i'm like oh just keep going yeah. um so i went to church and like everybody was like are you okay you're you look really sick oh, no. and so you know I'm crying and I'm like yeah, you miscarried oh. <laughs> and um but I just didn't realize how bad I was until mm. I went to church and other people saw me right I was like oh I look ill <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. right yes right and then we about a month later I they the only thing they told me to do was wait to get a negative okay. test that was, they were like, no, we don't really need to see you on anything else. And so they're like, just wait till you get a negative test. And mm -hmm. if that takes a while, come and see us. So before my next period had started, it was late. And so I took a test again and it was extremely positive a full month later. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. And so that inner turmoil started of me saying, am I pregnant again already? Or is it taking this long? I had no idea. I was mm -hmm. like, is it taking that long for my levels to fall? Uh -huh. The other reason I assume I was probably closer to eight weeks because mm -hmm. it would have taken that long for my yeah. levels to fall off. So I went to the doctor with a mix of like hope and terror mm -hmm. of what was about to happen yeah. and be told. Um, and he did a very little exam, didn't even do an ultrasound or anything and wow. just said, well, you're not you're not pregnant again it's just taking a long time for the levels to go back down thanks doctor very helpful um and so and it wasn't my normal doctor but she was like out that day so i couldn't see anybody else and so yeah it took me another two or three weeks after that to finally get a negative and it was just that long drawn <sighs> out can't get rid of this feeling yeah. um but yeah. Then after that, I got determined to get pregnant again. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I, I go it. into like crazy OCD psycho. I will solve this problem. Yeah. And I was uh -huh. like, I'm going to ovulate testing. I'm going to eat the good food. Uh -huh. I'm going to mm -hmm. do all these things. Let's see. I miscarried January 29th and then late April, I got another positive test. Wow. And um, I, of course, tested at like 10, <laughs> 10 yeah, days. Right. And uh -huh. like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to find out. It. Yeah, I was sure. And so, um, that one I was like a hundred percent. Oh yeah. I'm going to keep this baby. Right. Of course. Yeah. Obviously I got another positive. I'm not going to lose another baby in uh -huh. a row, not two in a row. That wouldn't happen. And, yeah. um, then maybe a week later, so I would have been about four and a half weeks. Um, yeah, I, I lost that one also. Mm. My period just kind of started Gosh. like normal. That one was far less traumatic as far as the way my cycle went mm -hmm. um emotionally it was far more traumatizing because yeah. i was absolutely 100 percent positive everything's fine right <laughs> yeah. well yeah. that's such a short amount of time yeah. to have so many losses mm -hmm. yeah yeah i really hadn't 
fully grieved the first one because yeah. it was so shocking mm-hmm. and not even knowing I was mm-hmm. pregnant before I was miscarrying. Right. right. And so um, that was what made that second loss even harder because I knew that time I was already connected and convinced everything was right. fine. <laughs> and right, then, left, you know, just a week later, it's gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really didn't properly deal with the first one mm-hmm. before I was losing a second one. And yeah. then suddenly I had to confront the grief on both of those mm-hmm. oh my gosh, losses and me. actually, you know, let myself deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then I just kept on my psycho train of trying to get pregnant <laughs> for the next few months. Until that is kind of how it goes sometimes, yeah, though. Yeah. 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 You just can't get off of it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think part like, of I should have a baby. Mm-hmm. I should have a baby. So I'm going to make myself have a baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was that obsession. I wasn't fully healed either from postpartum depression from my son. Mm-hmm. I was not in a good place mentally right. to start oh with. And then, you know, not really wanting to deal with my grief and just pushing through to like, get that baby so mm-hmm. I can find that joy, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so then maybe, let's see, I found out I was pregnant then with my daughter again in July, like the end of July, I got pregnant wow. with my daughter. And so still, like it all happened really, really fast. Um, but yeah, that was tough I didn't connect with her as well Mm -hmm. through the whole pregnancy because it was still once I made it past the first trimester I felt a little bit more like I could be okay but Mm -hmm. it still was it was hard at first I just I cried a lot the first few weeks until I was sure things were gonna yeah understandably (laughs) yeah so yeah it's scary and then her you had a high-risk pregnancy with her right yeah she was a high-risk pregnancy um I get gestational diabetes with my pregnancies um and they tested me for whatever reason really early with her at like 16 weeks Mm -hmm. um and decided that i like just barely failed at 16 weeks Mm -hmm. so they said just go ahead and start the low sugar diet kind of thing and and you know all the Mm -hmm. things that that entails lots of protein Mm -hmm. and you have to do small portions um and just like a little bit more often Mm. um but I was also having gallbladder problems. So I was oh, also no. eating low fats because that was the only way they could, couldn't do anything while you're pregnant for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just having these really bad pains. I didn't throw up the first trimester with her, but I did with the gallbladder problems. Oh, <laughs> so it was man. really severe. And so I was eating oh. low sugar, low fat. Then at 20 week appointment, we went in and she measured a two full weeks behind. So they were convinced that I had, um, they called it IUGR. I think it's inner uterine growth re- restriction. Okay. Maybe is the right word. Um, but so my placenta was failing her is what mm. they were thought. So at 20 weeks where they said, let's just get you to 28 weeks. If we can get you to oh. 28 weeks, she's viable. And has like the 80% chance at that point mm-hmm. of survival. So how did that so, feel? Horrible. <laughs> After yeah. two consecutive losses yeah. and then you're safe in the, mm-hmm. out of the first trimester. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where did your mind go? I, I, I went home after the 20 week appointment and didn't really, it was kind of shock of not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then going to the high-risk doctor and then telling me, twenty, let's get her to 28 weeks. Mm-hmm. I oh gosh, went home Jamie. from that. With, and my husband was working a lot of hours, so I went to all those appointments by myself. Oh, wow. um, he was not allowed to come with me. <laughs> and 
So I went home that night and just bawled to him. I was like, is God really going to allow this to happen this yeah. far into my pregnancy right. after two babies already lost? Oh my gosh. Jamie. Um, you know, what kind of medical issues will she have if mm -hmm. she's born in 28 weeks right. and all this other stuff. Um, but ultimately she did start growing again. They took me off of the low sugar diet mm. and they were like, just get her fat, let her have the sugars, <laughs> let her get her the mm -hmm. fat baby juice. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, um, she did, she stayed small, but she caught up to like a healthy range yeah. and we were able to keep her going until 37 weeks oh, when wow. my water broke. So, um, I had Jesus. like labor at thir starting at 32 weeks until 37 weeks when I finally had her. So it was Woo. just the whole pregnancy was one thing after another. It was wow. never like a comfortable pregnancy yeah. where I could be at peace with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially after the two losses. So right. I just kind of hesitated assuming I would get to bring her home the whole pregnancy, <laughs> even though yeah. it all ended up working out long run. Right. <laughs> it still was hard to get to that trusting place of like, I'm going to bring this baby home. Yeah. I just didn't know if I would. Yeah. So then when you did bring her home, what was that like? Um, actually it was really great. It was yeah. my hormones all leveled out after having mm -hmm. her. I did not have postpartum depression like I did after my son. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, one of those things where it was like, oh, this is what it's supposed mm -hmm. to be like when you right. bring the baby home. Yeah. Um, so, and she was just a very easy baby overall too. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of, I don't know, that that moment finally was like a sigh of relief, but mm -hmm. I still dealt with some anxiety of like, you know, am I gonna kill the babies? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like we yeah. all kind of do. I know. Yeah. And yeah. it's a normal thing, but mm -hmm. you know, that was that was really all of it. She actually, yeah, that was kind of the breath of fresh air when we finally mm -hmm. got home with her and mm -hmm. felt like everything was okay. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, she was easy easiest baby out of all three. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you have I love her with your other two? Because you had two more after her? I had one oh, one before and then one after. Okay. Were um any of those? Um kind of like hers or was she kind of the only one where at 20 weeks she was measuring behind? Um, no, the boys actually always measured ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, partially due to the diabetes. Um, so yeah, the only thing I had with my firstborn, actually, I did have preeclampsia. So mm, okay. they assumed I would have that with every subsequent right, pregnancy yeah. mm -hmm. because when you, that happens the first time, that tends to happen. Right. Right. I actually had severely low blood pressure with Eva where I would like pass out when I stood up. Oh. And then you know, with my, my other son, my two-year-old now, he, he was like the easiest pregnancy out of all of oh, them. Wow. So it, I only had the diabetes that time. Um, but no other complications, mm -hmm. um, you know, none of the preterm labor mm -hmm. like I had with yeah. her, none of that. So yeah. hers was the hardest pregnancy. Yeah. For wow. so many reasons. For so many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> all the reasons. Yes. She's mm. so awesome, though. She's oh, a joy. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, we named her Living Joy because yeah. of the two losses. Mm -hmm. um, so Eva, her name is Eva Joy. Eva means living mm -hmm. um, wow. or life. Like yeah. Eve um, is just another derivative of that name. But we named her that with the promise that, you know, we felt mm -hmm. like I was giving us through her. And, and our living joy comes through him, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. through Christ. So right. that was where the, her name come, came from. And she really lives that up. She really does. <laughs> she does. She's like a little spot of joy. It just oh, like bouncing she around. Oh. She makes everybody laugh. She does. And she's just like, she'll look at you with these like big brown eyes and she'll be like, 
I love you. Yes. And you're like, you can have whatever you want. All the things. Oh, and she's so she sweet. Works it. Yeah, she really Aww. does. I love it. So how, what did that look like in your marriage? Like you said, your husband was working a lot and you had to go to a lot of these appointments by yourself. Um, like what did your marriage look like in those valleys that you were in? Not only with the first miscarriage, but even yeah. the second one. Right. Um, I would say those were the lowest points of our marriage. Probably the two years between having our firstborn um, and moving back to Indiana. We were in South Carolina at the time. That that was our darkest point in our marriage. Um, mm-hmm. We really hadn't, we grew up so conservatively. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of that teaching um on good communication in marriage Mm -hmm. a lot of submissive conversations but not a lot of um (laughs) Mm -hmm. they make sure to get those in yes not a lot of communication teaching um and so we really were not good communicators Mm -hmm. um we also were both um Peter's probably more emotive and willing, like wants to talk out all of his feelings than I am actually um I tend to hold them in a lot longer um for various reasons, but, um, we were in a really bad place. He was working all the time Mm -hmm. and, um, I knew that it was to support us, but it still feels like a choice sometimes Mm -hmm. that he was choosing work over us, Mm -hmm. even though I knew he didn't have a choice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, in my, in my mind, it just felt like, well, you know, he's choosing this over us and he's busy with these other things Mm -hmm. and can't be here for us. And it, He's just not standing up enough, which may, wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. It just was what it was. But um, we were not in a good place. I was dealing with postpartum depression pretty severely after my firstborn um, to the point of suicidal thoughts at times mm-hmm. and um, lots and lots of crying. <laughs> um, he was also like the hardest baby. He had a really bad mm-hmm. reflex. So he didn't sleep like the whole first year. That's and so I got hard. some rough parenting advice as far as not um, asking my husband for help in the night. And so I was trying to do it for a really long time, completely by myself. Mm -hmm. And I finally cracked, um, around, uh, like around a year old. I finally was like, I I can't keep, I can't keep up Mm -hmm. anymore. I'm dying. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) so he finally realized what was going on and, and, uh, we got, better about that Mm -hmm. um but then all the losses happened before we really had started to get better together and um I grieved a lot more than he did um there was no for him there wasn't really a connection Mm -hmm. we had no heartbeat we had no ultrasound Mm -hmm. so it was more grief on my end than his and we've Mm -hmm. talked about it since and I you know I was like I never checked in with you you've checked in on me Mm -hmm. as far as like how Mm -hmm. I'm doing um do you think about those losses? Do you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, honestly, it just, and I feel bad saying this, he says, but it doesn't, it didn't hit me hard. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it's totally fine. It wasn't, it wasn't happening to your body. Mm-hmm. We didn't have those pictures to look at. There was right. no connection for right. you. I totally get that. And mm-hmm. that's not a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he felt bad telling me that because yeah. it was harder for me. And mm-hmm. so to be able to have that conversation was good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we just, we were not on good levels at that point, though, being able to talk at all. We weren't, it, we, it took us years to have those conversations, mm-hmm. and we were going opposite directions all the time, and having our daughter, and then we moved here when she was like three months old, 
moved to Indiana again. And that was when we finally, when we were in the process of moving, Mm -hmm. had kind of a breaking point where we're like, we have to talk about Mm -hmm. every detail of our lives together. We cannot keep going like this, like two ships in the night going opposite Mm -hmm. directions all the time, Mm -hmm. but we live together. (laughs) Right, right. Um, So we started really just having the hard conversations all the time Mm -hmm. as soon as we were feeling them. Um, and that's made a huge difference for us. Mm. It does. That makes all the difference. That's like make or break. Is mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like every episode we talk yeah. about communication yeah. in some form mm-hmm. or another. Yeah. It's because so important. It, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. We can't You can't deal with it if you're not talking about it and if right. you're not communicating about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, like, that's the heart. Please yes. communicate. Yeah. Even though it's hard and it's scary. And yes, mm-hmm. even if you can't communicate it about it with your partner right. find somebody that you c- contact one of us on the, yeah. that's mm-hmm. why we're here so that you can communicate with somebody mm-hmm. and yes. we can help guide you and if nothing else we can just hold your hand and yeah. sit with you mm-hmm. and sometimes that's all you need but yeah yeah that's what just it comes being down able to. to verbalize those things mm-hmm. to somebody anybody yes. even if it's not a spouse or yeah. you know having a place to get those emotions out is so important to healing mm-hmm. from, yeah. from any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ge- all of it, all the pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like we had um, last month, we had an episode about when you're not able to, uh, to like heal those relationships, those broken relationships when you're not able to restore. And one of the things that my therapist gave us some really great tips, but one of the best things I said that she said, I think was, to give yourself permission to grieve, even if nobody else is. Mm -hmm. So even if your spouse isn't giving you that permission to grieve, we're giving you permission to Mm -hmm. grieve and you need to give yourself that permission to grieve. So obviously, ideally, you and your spouse will grieve together, Mm -hmm. but we see it happening all the time where spouses are just having that disconnect Mm -hmm. and they, they aren't able to grieve together. But just because your spouse isn't letting themselves grieve or they're not letting, not quote unquote letting you grieve, you still need to move mm-hmm. forward with your healing. And when you right. start moving forward and they start seeing that difference in you, yeah. it's going to make them want to hitch, hitch yeah, their right. wagon to that horse. Yeah, is, that right. the, is that the saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And don't wait years yeah. to do it like we did. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We did yeah. too. And we it was miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's our hope. That's mm-hmm. why we're here so that you guys don't have to wait for years to yes. have And even if you don't know what to communicate, just... Start by saying, like, I'm really confused right now. Yeah. Or I'm really hurting right now. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you know because I love you. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, and it might just spark the conversation going. But mm-hmm. I think at times we can be like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't even know how I feel, you right. know. And, mm-hmm. Or I don't even know how to put it into words mm-hmm. how I feel, you yeah. know. So Yeah. And even if it has been years, if it's been 50 years, mm-hmm. it's still something significant yeah. that happened in your life. And go back to it. It's okay. Well, that brings us to our thrive tip for Mm -hmm. June, which is to check in with your man. So, so much of pregnancy loss and infertility is directed at women and Mm -hmm. rightfully so we need it. And Mm -hmm. just like you're saying, Jamie, like you connected with it more than Peter did. And it makes sense Mm because it's our bodies. It's happening to us Mm -hmm. and that's okay. We often kind of forget the men sometimes and we forget to check in with Mm -hmm. them and how Mm -hmm. they're doing and asking Asking, do you feel connected? Even mm-hmm. asking that question, do you feel connected or not, mm-hmm. is okay. So this this month, we want to take a step in the direction of like changing the conversation. And so just check in with your man. We're going to have on the blog a list of questions and 
like starting points for you guys so you can learn how to talk about it together and how you can just check in with each other. Sounds good. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much, Jamie. And everything, and we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for joining us today on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and take a screenshot to share on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Yet We Thrive or at yetwethrive.com. If our podcast has impacted you at all, we would so appreciate if you would take a couple of moments to leave a review. These things will help us to share the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.